everybody. It's a Wednesday. This will be dropping on Thursday. It'll be now available. The Pit Tennis Podcast will be available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music, hopefully. Cross your fingers. But I appreciate you having me, Joe. We're in here for our third edition. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by Rainbow Tic Tacs and Founders Oktoberfest Beer. Um, as of right now, we're open to more, more offers, but that's what I have in my hands right now. That's the key to the show. Let's kick it off with a little bit of Labor Cup roundup. We haven't talked to you guys since the Labor Cup had happened, where we both kind of predicted that Team Europe was going to run away with this one, and that's what happened. 14 to 1, they won, and that's their fourth straight Labor Cup win. Um, wasn't pretty for the Team World, but I just think dynasty. It, that, that is a dynasty over there. I mean, Team, team Europe is, uh, I mean, they they're loaded. It. They I did mean, the back to back. Now they have the three peats. They, uh, Mac, this, this can't be sitting well with McEnroe. I know John McEnroe is sitting up there like, you know, he's, yeah. he's not going to take getting this beat down very well for very much longer. He's like the Utah Jazz. <laughs> so, I mean, the Labor Cup was, I mean, at, in, in Boston, at TD Garden, uh, Black Court this year, just a different look. I thought that was cool. Tennis is trying some things and going away from the traditional, you know, blue court, white lines, um, green backdrop. Is, so it's just cool to see tennis is trying things. Labor Cup is a great place to do that. It's an awesome environment, great atmosphere for fans to attend, and the players obviously love it. I mean, if you're invited, I haven't seen any guys, unless they're hurt or injured or whatever, turn down that offer of kind of competing in this um, really unique format. Um, Europe, obviously loaded. They had, oh, I mean, what, seven other guys in the top, or eight other guys in the top ten? They basically were Um, the entire... The entire top ten basically was on Team Europe. But... um, uh, Andre Rublev made his debut, arguably the MVP of Team Europe. Thought that was pretty cool for him. He said it was one of the most um, like unique experiences and me- like memorable um, weeks of his life, and something that he would cherish for a long time. And I think it just goes to say, like for what Rublev has been about, he just kind of keeps to himself. And for him to kind of speak um, that highly of this event, I thought that was pretty special, just to show like how much these guys really do kind of cherish that time. And anytime tennis can get away from that super isolating 1v1 uh, grind that the tour life is. I think that's a big lift for these guys as they kind of head into the end of the year. And um, it was kind of a nice little mix-up before they went to Indian Wells. But um, I also want to shout out to Nick Kyrgios. I hope it's not his last Labor Cup. I know a lot of you, a lot of people, he's a uh, very polarizing uh, player, athlete. Uh, people either seem to love him or hate him. I myself have always been a fan of Kyrgios. I uh, understand is it like his his shortcomings on whether he's the um, by the book or whatever? But as a tennis player myself, growing up, like I, guys like him and Roddick were always very relatable to me. Um, that they're just normal guys who happen to play tennis. And uh, Kyrus is we just I we just got done watching his uh, IG live. Yeah, appreciate the honesty. His honesty is I mean you got to appreciate that. That's that's what makes Kyrus who he is. And he did that Instagram live with Andy Murray during the quarantine. I still think to this day it's my favorite piece of content. If you guys haven't watched it, uh, someone was uh, s- smart enough to start uh, screen recording that for the last six or seven minutes or whatever. You guys got to check that out. Kyrgios is world-class entertainment. He actually goes on to talk about how Muzz is one of his uh, favorite players and one of the most – And he, he thinks in his eyes Andy Murray is on the same plate, as, same tier as the big three if he had stayed healthy. Um, I thought it was throwing better, he, he, better he, than better than better than sorry yeah curious he was he yeah he was not shy about that he even says that you no know, on the sur- he noticed on return of serve curious says that 
Novak is playing dodgeball on his serve. Dodgeball. And, I mean, but Andy would stand into it and uh, could time it, but Djokovic couldn't touch it. And I would, but we looked it up. I, I, I'm shocked that he was four and zero in sets versus Novak. He's, yeah, so he's never dropped a set. Two and zero. He's got one win at Acapulco and one win in Indian Wells, 2017. So maybe Kyrgios is in line. So Nate, who was the lone point? I'm trying to figure that out. That was the lone point was a doubles match because okay. Opelka lost. It was it was on day one. Hold on, Opelka lost a close one to Casper. You had Diego choked one to against Rublev. You had Felix choked a tight one to Bertini. I think it was Isner and Isner and Shepovalov lost. It was Isner. Who was it? Hold on. I can't find it. I give up. It's fourteen to one total final score. Hold on though. Who was it though? Shepovalov lost. Down. Right. Who cares? They lost. I do want to know. Now it's gonna bother me. I was one. Um, the thing is, because like I, after watching that, I, I I feel like I'm a team world. I think fan. it was. It might have been Isner and Shapovalov. Now that I think about it, I think because I know Elpelka and Shapovalov lost, so I think it was Dennis and, and John. Um, but I do love just that format. Hopefully, team team uh world can get some pieces together. Because I mean, in that type of there's, it felt like there were some real rivalries. Uh, if you get to watch any of the Medvedev Sitipas celebration, um. And Zverev, those guys, something is just a little awkward in there. I mean, they you can kind of. Like each other. I don't like to look into that stuff too much from from a <laughs> no. TV audience perspective. But you can tell. But and like just the context clues, those guys are, uh, yeah. There's there, there's some there's some uh, beef in there, so it's kind of awkward and funny to watch I hate that. You. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but coming up this week, next week, they call it the fifth major, Indian Wells in October. Not what we're used to. Normally it's hosted in March, but I couldn't be happier as I think this is a great kind of entry for these players to kind of before they go into the – it's a big lift for the top eight that are fighting for the ATP Tour Finals. And also it's just a good lift because it keeps the separation um, limited from the Shanghai Masters and then also with the Australian Open, which is obviously in January. But um, just to have more hardcore Masters 1000s tennis is is a blessing this late in the year. California is beautiful in the fall. And these players seem so happy to kind of get away from all of it on the West Coast and have these two weeks in paradise, as they're all calling it. And some of the places, I mean, Jack Sock put up on his story. He's got he's staying in this place that has a little miniature putt-putt, like, in the backyard. He's got chipping green. Um, these guys are, I mean, ping-pong table. He's just, you guys, I, I need to get out there. That event looks incredible. Yeah. They've got um, a beautiful facility, one of the best venues in tennis. Yep. And all the best players are there. I know the big three in Serena. And Barty and um, unfortunately Sabalenka also tested positive with COVID. But outside of those big names, I mean everybody's there, and really cool to see um, two local talents from Cincinnati, Peyton Stearns and JJ Wolf out there. Stearns and Gomez. Right. Uh, yeah, and Amelia. Yeah, so um, actually Amelia Gomez, I coach with his sister Rafa Gomez on West Side of Cincinnati, and she uh, he played at USC back um, about ten years ago, I would say. He just beat Ivo Karlovich in the final round of qualifying, so he has his main draw um, ready to go, and that's just exciting news for someone that is of his age, 29 years old. One seven six. Mm-hmm. Six four, maybe in the second. Yep. And he's been battling on the challenger circuit for years, and just these little breakthroughs to get into main draws. Big win. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's big confidence booster. And uh, Emilio actually had a had a hit session with Rafa in D.C. at the uh, City Open before um, Rafa's injury. 
And I, I talked to Rafa about that conversation, and I think that just meant a lot to him and kind of what Rafa just said about believing in yourself and just pushing through. And I think those guys respect a guy like Emilio who's kind of left his everything else on um, on the back burner, and he's putting it all up front for this tennis career he's chasing. And at 29 years old, he's still making noise on the Challenger Tour, and now he's into a big main draw of a, one of the biggest tournaments in, 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 the, in the world. Yeah. So happy for him. Um, happy for Peyton Stearns that she got her first WTA win against Coco Gall, or Coco Vanderway. Uh, she actually lost to Vanderway in Columbus two weeks prior and got to revenge that loss um, in L.A. So uh, great for her. She'll, she's looking to have a huge season um, in Austin, Texas for the Longhorns. They're a uh, big contender this year for the NCAA title. So she'll go down there for her sophomore year and kind of uh, rally, rally those Longhorns together as they were a big uh, – they, they, they actually won it all last year against Pepperdine in the final. Uh, so they're looking to go back to back, and um, nice. So and that, yeah, JJ Wolf too. And then yeah, Wolf, a uh, <laughs> the Buckeye. Uh, his he's got family ties to Tennis Point as well. He gets a wild card entry into the main draw, and he has Victor Pospisil, um, the Canadian, in his first round. Which, I mean, if you ask me, that's pretty good matchup to get a wild card and play another guy who um, Pospisil is a solid. I mean, a very good ball striker, but um, not one of the best movers especially at this age i think if wolf can um kind of contain it contain himself and uh play play within his game and not try to go for too much and just kind of make make the points a little longer and find his rhythm and his serve is a huge weapon and just play exactly just get in there exactly just kind of find he has to find a groove and if he finds his groove wolf's a dangerous player and just great to see him healthy again glad he's back and competing he's had some uh, some brutal draws as he's kind of got back into the mix of things I mean, he's playing, and some of these these challengers or some of these challengers in these first round wild cards. He's got like Nakashima and Isner, and um, I forget. I mean, he actually just played in Columbus yeah. in, in the uh, challenger and lost to Koz, Kozlov, who who ended up winning it all. But he beat Tennis Sangren, so he's had some results. He has to like where his game's at, and the conditions out there yep. um, should suit his game pretty comfortably. So excited to watch him. Um, all the best. I mean, everybody out is out there. Yeah, move uh, well, it to the net, that next level is just insane. It is. Looking at some of those first-round matchups, the ones that caught my eye were Benoit Pair versus Tiafo. That should be a fun matchup, first-rounder. Uh, Pair's actually post-COVID now. He's kind of started to find his, his rhythm again. He's definitely trying harder again. And uh, Tiafo had, had his big run at the U.S. Open. So going to be tuned into that one. Uh, you got Tommy Paul versus Feliciano Lopez. Somehow Lopez at 40 years old is – Still, it seems like he's entering into every tournament available. Um, pretty amazing how he's kept his body in form and uh, just an outstanding career as far as longevity and consistency. And Tommy Paul, uh, one of the Cincinnati's favorites, is he put on a show um, midnight, 1 a.m. battle against Garen and a match I will never forget. And hopefully he can kind of continue to kind of garner up what he's uh, the momentum he, he gained there and a little bit from the U.S. Open and have a big run as well. You got Andy Murray versus Manorino in the first round. And the winner uh, would love to see Murray advance there and take on Alcrez. Is That would be an electric round two matchup. Alcrez is balling out. The young 18-year-old from Spain against Murray would be a, a, a pretty um, thrilling matchup. And one of the things my Dave Lemke from Tennis Point just shared with me is Murray has ditched the Under Armour sneakers after that debacle in at the U.S. Open against Tsitsipas where he was 
complaining about how sweaty his shoes were and he had the uh, blow dryers inside his shoes at the changeover. <laughs> he has gone to Adidas. It's and the he's, details. He's, it's, it's the details. It's the details. Yelling at his box. It's the details, guys. But he's now in the barricade. Um, and the barricade is one of the best shoes on the market. I'm playing it right now. Yeah. It's it's just a beautiful shoe. It's it's a little lighter than than the older models. It's the most one of the most durable shoes. It's comfortable and you can trust it. I mean, for aggressive movers, being able to trust your shoe holding up and um, just the stability of it, uh, I love it. So, so do they see? This is a dumb. Do they seed these? Like, who's the seed? Is there a seed in here, or is it just the way it's set up? It's for kinda... Indian Wells? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you looking? At? Are, you, are you at the on the I'm main page? To, yeah, I'm trying so to. So you got Medvedev's the one seed. Um, okay. You got the two seed. I would believe would be Steph. Um, I think Sissipas is the two seed. Uh, the, the three seed would be. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, three seed would be Zverev. Four seed would be Rublev. Okay. Fifth seed Berrettini. Um, but yeah, the the draw is loaded. And it is loaded. The coolest it's thing insane. about the coolest thing about it that I was looking at is how many of these guys are playing oh, doubles. Sorry, they're uh, all playing doubles. They're all playing doubles. I mean, you have Fognini and Sinego, the two Italians. You got Sok and Isner. You got Zverev and Struff. Kirkoc and Felix Auger-Aliassime. You got and and actually those guys play uh, Shapovalov and Suarez, or, I, I believe. Um, you got Karatsev and Rublev, yep. Opelka and Dimonar, Sinner and Bertini, Lloyd Harris and Diego Schwartzman, Carlos Alcaraz and Crane Busta. I mean that's I'm I mean, as as a, a doubles player myself, I love to see these guys taking their chances and playing a Masters 1000 event on and and both the singles and doubles. I just think it helps your game a lot. I mean. We've seen guys like Hurkacz, uh, Sinners, the, these guys that have made an emphasis or put an emphasis on uh, entering into more doubles draws. It's it's affected their singles game in a really positive way, and I think it's just a great way to have fun and kind of relieve yourself of the pressure that it, uh, singles kind of puts on you. I'm so excited to watch. So how how did you know how we can watch this tomorrow? It starts tomorrow. The the what does the doubles? No, all the singles. singles. JJ Wolf's playing tomorrow. tomorrow. Like how do that I should watch be on, it? That should be on tennis, tennis channel. channel. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's on tennis channel. So I was, awesome. I was bummed I couldn't catch the women's qualifiers. Um, but hopefully everything's gonna be on tennis channel starting tomorrow. I'd, I'm not sure how many hours they'll be sh- they'll be on there, but gotcha. Um, yeah, you'll be able to find all all the coverage on there. That if you had a one prediction, I mean, I know we've talked about who we think our favorite or who the best hardcore player is. The last three years. Yeah, I mean, like that's gonna be my that's you my. Take, but, are like, you riding I, your guy, Meddy? No, not. I never do back to back, especially in the ATP, because if uh-huh. they don't play the three sets. I feel like he's gonna beat people in the long match because he can figure them out and kind of grind them. But like in the three set matches, I put Rublev back into like my mix because he just he can punch himself out better. He wins these. I bought Herbert. I got Herbert as a sleeper. Harkash is his name. He's and um, who was my third? You take you like Berrettini? Yes, that was my third. Berrettini. So I'll I'll take if we're going three picks each. Um, give me. You gotta give me a give me a like a, a give me like I took Medvedev as my give me, but then you gotta okay. have a sleeper and then and a pick. I would have I would have said Rublev, yeah. but then I just watched what Cam Norrie did to him in San Diego, True. and I man, I mean shout out to Cam Norrie, one of the best college players to come out, um, other than you know Isner and Anderson. I I just think what that dude has done to his game is unbelievable. The lefty is just short, compact backswing on the backhand, 
and then the forehand, a different looking stroke, but he gets great spacing on it and gets great plow through. And he, I mean, he pushed met, he pushed Rublev around. And he That's ended what up, you have to do. He, with hit, him. he ended up yep. hitting through him. I mean, hitting through Rublev is no easy task. It's, it's all you can't you can't hit through. Him. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna play defense against Ruby and have a very fun time. So, uh, <laughs> Nori was like, I mean, he counterpunched and kept the ball deep and, I mean, based on the baseline with him, and then he was finishing points, and that was just an exceptional performance. But it just goes to show you how good a form Casper Ruud is in, because Casper Ruud tuned him like six one six two in the final, um, just ridiculous. Okay, so who's your who's your big pick? Um, I'll say so. Give me, I think Yannick Sinner. I, Sinner just came off a title, uh, Sophie Open, wow. I, and he's rolling a little bit there. He's got to have some good confidence. I know his body could be a little tired. He's got a big draw to go. He does. He does. That would be a huge. I win. love Sinner's game, and he, he does have a handful in front of him. But I'll give me Sinner. My three picks will be Sinner. Um, give me uh, you know, Felix. Give me Felix and Zverev. I think. <laughs> I like. Uh, I, I mean, love I love Zverev's game, especially on the hard, American hard courts. Uh, he gave Novak a great battle at the U.S. Open. I th- still think he's riding a uh, big confidence wave after the Olympics, and I, I I really like where he's at. And then Felix is um, Felix is like a little bit fragile to me. I feel like his confidence and everything is a little it wavers. He seems to be kind of up and down as, well, compared to the rest of the top ten. Um, and you know, Casper Ruud. I mean, that's the. I don't know if he's a dark horse anymore. He was labeled and kind of pinged as a uh, clay quarter for the first few years of his early success, first two years at least. And now people are starting to get, gain, like he's starting to get the, get his respect on the hard courts. Uh, he got his first hard court title this year, ATP title, and he enters the top ten and did some damage at the Labor Cup. And it's just cool to see him kind of gain the respect from his peers over the best year of his career. And now, now these guys are finally. I remember even Opelka in Cincinnati was like. I should be beating this guy if I'm healthy. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll rip this guy if I'm healthy. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, Root is, I mean, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. He competes, hits the ball extremely well off both wings. And these baseliners these days, I mean, you you have to hit through them. I mean, you're, these guys aren't missing balls. No. I mean, the the tennis being played is an ex, at an exception, exceptional level. But yeah, I wrote them down just so we so we can just yeah write write down those picks because I know we nailed the, we nailed the, we nailed we nailed the, the labor cup, labor cup. You although guys that got, was easier right it was much easier so but make sure you guys if you guys want to check out our, our our latest podcast we'll be putting these up now on multiple platforms for you guys. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about was on social media we on Instagram I did we did this thing where we did, we're doing the 2021 tennis point racket bracket and we're letting you guys pick your favorite rackets and we did it in like a NCA bracket type format. Um, we didn't really have seeds, but I tried to sp- spread the uh, most popular rackets out a little bit. And some of these results have, are shocking to me, so I wanted to um, kind of talk to them about you guys and make sure you guys vote the rest of the way out as we're we're now gearing up for the uh, Elite Eight and Final Four. Um, but the Spe- pure yeah, speaking go ahead. Of, speaking of, or go ahead. What, what, sorry, go ahead. What, no, were, what were the rackets? What were the rackets? Um, so we had the Radical, the Pure Arrow, the Pro Staff, the E-Zone, the T-Fight, RS, Medvedev Racket, the V-Core Pro, the Clash, a Dunlop CX-200, Ultra, Gravity, Strike, Ega, Speed, Drive, Extreme, and the Blade. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? Oh, no. I, just, I thought we were, um, that's, that's interesting that. All, so it was basically every racket. Every, ever yeah, made. basically 60. I did leave it. No, you're right. No, I did leave out a few rackets that 
were kind of tinkering on the, on the borderline, but I felt like I, I chose the 16 rackets that I see most okay, um, six, juniors playing top with. Top 16. Yeah. Gotcha. So now we're in round two, and we have the Pure Arrow versus the Pro Staff. Ooh. And I would have thought the Pure Arrow would have, would have had a pretty good chance in that one against yeah, the Pro Staff. Cause definitely. I, I don't see many people, many kids or players on tour really using the Pro Staff. Yeah. But right now, we got the Pro Staff up to 400 votes and the Pure Arrow sitting at 300. Really? So the Pure Arrow, Rafa, Rafa might be going down here shortly. We had the Clash go up against the V-Core Pro in round two. And we have the V-Core Pros up 51% to 49. Really? Three three hundred and forty five to three hundred and thirty six, so it's it's neck and neck there. You have the blade versus the drive. The blade is running away with that one, um, five hundred votes to three hundred. You have the strike versus the gravity, and I would have thought the gravity would have had a fighting chance there, as it's picked up a ton of steam recently, and uh, it's a beautiful colorway. It's got the purple and the green. I'm a big fan of the looks of it. It's a good feeling racket as well. I've demoed it, but the strike is up almost sixty percent to forty there as well. So some cool results. Good chance for, for fans to kind of give their feedback. And we are going to be releasing the Tez Points Top 10 Rackets of the Year here shortly. We just dropped our Top 10 shoes, and I wanted to follow up with um, the rackets, and then the bags will be um, coming shortly. But a lot of cool products out there, a lot of new, cool new gear. Um, 2022 is going to be an awesome year as well with uh, these brands being able to kind of put out some more releases that are um, more time-oriented as things will be getting back to a normal calendar year. Um, also wanted to drop... Before we get out of here, I just think that as we, we, we've talked about college tennis a little bit on here, I definitely want to focus on college tennis and the ITA um, tennis a lot more going forward. Tennis point, we have some exciting news hopefully to come within the next two or three weeks. Um, I won't give away anything too much as we nothing is um, for sure, but uh, look look for us to kind of get much more involved in the college game on digital me on digital on our coverage. Um, look for the rankings to uh, something with Tennis Point. I, I won't say too much. I probably already did, but uh, I'm very excited about it. Something I've been thinking about for uh, since since we kind of I took this position is we need to kind of integrate ourselves more with the grassroots uh, tennis and college atmosphere. And uh, these kids are super talented and they're not getting the spotlight they deserve. And other companies that have had the access that they've had and they've paid for it, they haven't taken advantage of it. And now these college players can get paid with the name, image, and likeness. And they've got great brands. They're some of the smartest student athletes in, in the world. And these guys work extremely hard in the classroom and on the court. And we're going to be there to tell their story, hopefully, and kind of uh, bring, bring, uh, bring their accomplishments and their success to you guys. And so we know what's going on with these guys because, I mean, if you guys have seen, I mean, the U.S. Open had 13 college players in the draw. And I think six or seven of them advanced to the round two. So they're not just, I mean, it used to be the saying, like, if you're playing college tennis, you're not going to pro. But that no longer holds true anymore. You can you can train and kind of go your own route as far as development. And guys develop at later stages of their career, and they get stronger, and things click mentally. And I just I'm becoming a big fan of the college tennis um, format. You know, I love the quick doubles. I know it's I love the eight game pro set. Now there's six games, no ad scoring, but the environment and the atmosphere of these like real rivalries where these teams go at each other. And if we can get some fan bases out there and kind of get the like college atmosphere actually welcomes the loud and rowdy crowd that uh, fans want to kind of be a part of. It's not the the gentleman sport that you see at Wimbledon where it's like constantly being told to uh, be quiet and everything. So we really want to capitalize on this. These athletes are waiting for it. They deserve it. So 
Uh, with that being said, uh, I don't want to say too much more, but definitely keep an eye out for for more college tennis from us soon, and we will be uh, we will we will have our have our uh, fingerprint hopefully on that game, just as far as the coverage standpoint. So appreciate you guys tuning in. This is episode three. Many more to come. We're going to start to get on a regular schedule here, and enjoy Indian Wells.